Hi there and welcome to this week's podcast from journalism.co.uk. In this episode, we'll be hearing from technology writer and broadcaster Bill Thompson about how aspiring tech journalists can succeed within this specialism, while learning a little bit more about how the role of a technology reporter has evolved over the past three decades. The idea that you can explain to people how this technology works, why it matters in their lives, what the impact is, is something that I find incredibly rewarding. I don't just write about the technology. I'm not that interested in shiny toys. I'm interested in why we make shiny toys and why they matter to us and how the tools that are now available change people's lives for good or ill around the world. Bill Thompson's worked for various publishers over his career, including The Guardian, where he built its first website in the early 90s, The Times, BBC News Online and various other parts of the BBC. But these days he spends most of his time working on the BBC Click radio show on the BBC World Service and writing for various newspapers, magazines and blogs. He's always put great emphasis on the importance of understanding the science and background of how things work, as opposed to simply reporting on the aesthetics of the latest toy or gadget. And with a degree in computer science and a history of working in the software industry, alongside his freelance reporting, he's gained the background knowledge which is constantly helping to inform his journalism and drive his specialism. Fundamentally, over the last 30 years, in the time I've been in working journalism, computers and the network have taken over the world. So everything has changed. Uh, that we've gone from an environment where computers were relatively unusual in people's homes, they were more common in offices, but you know they weren't necessarily well, they weren't connected together, into a world where it is impossible to imagine not having connectivity. Uh, and that transformation, the, the, the devices we've used have got smaller and faster, as you say, you know, with a mobile phone, a smartphone. The terminology hasn't necessarily kept up with that. Calling the, the black supercomputer in my pocket a phone is incredibly misleading. For one thing, I very rarely make phone calls on it. I probably make one phone call a day. I rarely use it as a phone. What it is, is an internet-connected supercomputer that gives me access to vast amounts of information and, I, and many different services. So I've watched that happen, and because I've also been active within the industry, I've helped shape it. Uh, and so, you know, it's one of these things where I've written about the stuff, but I've also been one of the people who's ensured that the stuff is there to write about. And I think that puts me in a very interesting position. I think it helps my understanding. I know why this stuff matters. It's obviously given me access to and connections with many of the people who are building these enormous tools. And I think it's also allowed me to identify the interesting questions. So the, the key thing about journalism, particularly when there's just you know, so much stuff to cover, is trying to think, you know, what is the interesting question? What is really happening here? And what do I want to ask? And what do I want to know? And what do I want to share with other people? And for me, more and more, that's become... How do we take the benefits of this technological revolution, help people understand it well enough to take control of it for themselves, and perhaps make it something which delivers good in the world instead of bad in the world? And for me, good means equity, social justice, you know, fairness, all those sorts of things. Now, we've all heard of this term digital native, someone that is brought up during the age of digital technology and so familiar with computers and the internet from an early age. Snapchat, Instagram, selfies, 
keyboard shortcuts and smartphone skills all seem to come naturally to the millennial generation that often get frustrated at their parents who might not necessarily be able to work the computer or their iPhone. I asked Bill what he thought about these so-called digital natives and whether they pose a threat to the modern-day technology journalist. It's a completely spurious term. For one thing, none of this technology is intuitive or obvious. We all have to be taught how to use it. Now, this shouldn't surprise us. We all have to be taught how to read and write. No human being is born with the intellectual capability of reading and writing. Unlike speech, which will develop naturally, just put kids in an environment where people are speaking and they'll pick up language. You do not pick up reading and writing like that. You have to be explicitly taught it. That's because it's an invented technology that requires you to reshape your brain. The same applies for almost all of, actually for all of, the digital tools around us. None of these things is natural or obvious or intuitive. You see pictures of, you know, sort of two-year-olds picking up an iPad and touching it and, hey, isn't that amazing? Their, their, their behaviour has been modelled by what they've seen their parents doing. They're not just, it's not obvious to them how that works. And certainly asking them to type in the, uh, I don't know, the password for their SSID for their home Wi-Fi isn't going to work when they're three years old, is it? So that's not very intuitively obvious. There is no such thing as a digital native. And young people today who are going into journalism who are using technology are not necessarily at all equipped to explain it. And that is a very good thing if you're a journalist who wants to explain it because it means there is space for you. The people around you who are Snapchatting and on Facebook and doing all of those things need it to be explained to them as well. They need to understand the implications of what they're doing for the structure of their social lives. They need to understand the privacy policies. They need to understand the companies that are building and deploying these technologies. They need to be able to challenge the surveillance model that underpins almost every online offering and almost every app that sits on your delightful phone on the desk in front of us. So there is a massive role for real journalism it's just that when I started, a lot of it was just explaining what the technology was, because very few people had seen it, and it was starting to affect their lives, but it was relatively hidden. Now the technology is everywhere, and the real role for a journalist is finding a way to explain why it matters, and how you might manage it, how you might deal with it. So it's a different thing that is being asked of journalism, but it's still absolutely a role for journalists, and it's not something everybody can do. So what skills do technology reporters have to possess within the digital industry? I asked Bill what three core skills aspiring journalists need to have if they work within this sector. If you're going to be a tech journalist, make sure you actually find it interesting. Okay, so read a lot of other people's stuff, and if it starts to bore you, this is not for you. Okay, because there is a lot of it and there's a lot of detail. So that's the first thing. Try yourself out on it. Decide whether you actually like the stuff that's out there. Second thing would be to... Accept that you're going to have to stay up to date so it never ends. Because it moves so fast, you have to constantly keep moving. You can't, you can't establish an expertise and then just bank it, like you know, credit in the bank. It doesn't work like that. Every day you wake up, you have to learn new stuff. And unless that's the way you like doing things, you'll find this really challenging. Uh, and then the third thing would be, as with everyone, start doing it and see if it works for you. So if you think you might want to review tech products, review some tech products. If you think you might want to sort of think, start writing about the social implications of cloud computing or the Internet of Things, then figure out what they are and write something about it and just see if it works for you. The one thing that will distinguish you, though, is making a real effort to understand the technology itself. 
not just the way it is presented. So actually bother to learn to code. Not so that you can be a programmer, but so that when you talk to programmers, you know what they're talking about. You know, it's no different to learning the vocabulary of any area that you might be interested in. You know, if you were going to go and become a, I don't know, a restaurant critic, you need to know how knives are used, you need to know how kitchens operate, you need to know how sources are made, otherwise you can't possibly critique one that fails. Same thing with a smartphone. You need to know how it's manufactured, how it's designed, what an app is, how these things work, what objectives it is. Not so that you can go off and do it yourself. I would never eat a meal cooked by a restaurant critic or run a programme written by a journalist, but so that you can go deep enough in your understanding of it to be able to be sure of the answers you're being given and of the way you're presenting it. I think you are a better journalist if you bother to get that specialist technical knowledge. Now, Bill's been at the weekly BBC Click radio programme since the show began, working there while taking on a range of other projects that require his skills in software development, management and reporting, and leaves us with one final piece of advice. If you get something good, stick with it. So, 16 years ago, I was asked to help out on a new radio show for World Service, and so I said yes, and they said they wanted me to do the first six, which were non-broadcast trials, just testing out the programme format, and it was a new technology show with a presenter and a studio guest, and the plan was they'd have a different studio guest every week for a bit of variety. So I did those six, and they said, well, could you just do the first four shows? I said, yeah. 16 years later... I'm still doing it. And it's really helpful to have these regular gigs. So if you get something that works, don't think, oh, this is getting boring, I've been doing it so long. Keep it. It's bread and butter. A big thank you to Bill for speaking with us there. And you at home can watch more of the interview with him on our YouTube channel or website. If you'd like to hear more from journalists working within different sectors of the industry, check out our So You Want To Be A series on journalism.co.uk, which is designed to give you an insight into the various roles of reporters within the digital age. For more podcasts, just visit our website.